Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Why do we need Patrick, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting, Nick, Steven. It was the Nobel Prize yesterday. Uh, you know what? I, I try and get excited about the Nobel Prizes, but oh, I'm, I'm more interested in the history type Nobel Prizes. The new ones, they're kind of like, oh, well, you know, I know about all that stuff. And, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. I just, I'm just over it, Steve. Are you saying you're so, you're so ahead of the curve that by the time it gets to the Nobel Committee, it's just boring to you? Oh, exactly. God, so old hat. Like, exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and the people so generally. Such on the bleeding edge of knowledge <laughs> that everything to me just seems outdated. And the people seem less interesting. I don't know why. I'm, I'm totally wrong. And this is, this is, uh, I think it's just a, a kind of um, uh, nostalgia oh, thing. From, you like from the cold past, don't you? When there was kind of the gentleman scientist jobbing about, like just working in his lab. And now yeah. it's too much about that, like showing off and, and PR. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. was... I like, I like the people who kind of are, are sort of hermits and don't really want to be acknowledged. You know, like Bob Dylan didn't want to be acknowledged for his yeah. and he hid for a while i think that that i i kind of like that more than people immediately appearing on tv and exactly some of the people that go oh oh it's generally oh it's completely surprised oh wow okay you know yeah but they're often like these psycho scientists who own these massive labs do you know what i mean and they know like, they exactly they were, they were they would set their alarm yeah. to wake up at 4 a.m in case the nobel committee called Anyway, that's just that's just one perspective. There are many brilliant people who are not like that at all, aren't there, Steve? I mean, your old boss was a good example of that. He he yeah, he um he won the Nobel Prize a few years ago, and yeah, he was um, very much like that. Wasn't expecting it, you know, very humbled by the process. I thought. Yeah, I mean, he's a proper geek type character as well. Who hates glitz and glamour? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, you know, which is exactly what you want. He's the scientist, scientist, the pocket. Yeah, protector. exactly. That's that's yeah. the sort of thing I'm talking about. Not that yeah, I yeah. know him very well. I'm sure he's got his negatives as well as his positives, but you know, just <laughs> throwing that out there, Steve. Okay, now that you've backpedaled enough, we can move on to talk about some science, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> right, I wanted to talk to you about a gentleman called uh, Anders Tegnell. Do you know who he is? Of course, I know who he is, man. Who's Andy? he's my Andy. Swedish hero. He's the architect of Sweden's COVID response. That's exactly right. Yeah. So for everyone else, uh, so so Niels Anders Tegnell um, is uh, he's a Swedish physician and he's currently the state epidemiologist. So he's been really um, uh, been organising Sweden's response to COVID, which has been very uh, different to most people i think to most countries i think you'd agree um, i had a quick look he's i mean he's the real deal man he's worked for the world health organization he's treated people with ebola you know he worked he was he was an architect of the h1n1 uh, swine flu pandemic back in 2009 so you know he's a kind of he's um you know a proper you know bona fide epidemiologist with you know absolutely impeccable credentials i think he's um, originally a virologist who's that's right yeah. he studied he studied in london um for his masters so you know he's kind of he's you know he's a really um interesting guy but anyway S sweden have been uh, kind of uh, a different approach to to dealing with the uh the outbreak and actually there was a there was a um an article published in in science um uh, uh two days ago um so we're on the 8th of october at the moment so that's exactly. early october it's published on the 6th of october um, where basically it was a kind of leaked um, memo about him uh, expressing concerns to the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control, specifically over the use of masks. Oh, yeah, yeah. He basically thinks it's a big waste of time. 
He's like, I don't think it's worth it, right? And that's what's right. And so obviously all of the all of the all of the the freedom advocates that that worry that kind of the nanny state is taking away freedom are jumping on this. Uh, but you know, he's actually you know he's gone through and he says he says the use of face masks in the community could be considered. Um, especially when visiting closed spaces. But then he says, we have looked very carefully. The evidence is weak, he told science. Countries I, I, I looked into this a bit as well. And I, from what the evidence says, I think he's partially right. And also the main way in which you stop transmission is by separating. It's by not being too close to each other. And that is far has far greater an effect than wearing a mask. Yeah, and there was, there was a, there's a big study published by the Royal Society right at the start of the of the pandemic about the use of masks, which is very thorough, um, and basically concludes, it's a bit like a vitamin pill, their conclusion is, it's like, it doesn't do much harm, um, and it might do a bit of good. You know, Mate, so you haven't like... seen my mask. I mean, my mask is, fuck, it's lethal. It's in my back pocket in my jeans, it's never removed. My wife knows I rarely wash my jeans at the best of times. It's got a yellowish tin. Nice. So it's definitely not filtering out any pathogens. I think that the bacteria that are on it would probably get rid of that virus in a flash. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I, I, so I was kind of having a, having a look. Um, so this, the people have been critical of, of, uh, of uh, Anders Tegnell's approach here. Um, but actually, if you look at the data, um, Sweden, they're not doing great in terms of, you know, deaths per capita, but they're, they're not doing badly. They're better than the UK and the USA, uh, Italy, better than Spain and a lot of the South American countries. So they're probably like 12th on the list of, of uh, COVID mortalities per capita. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? They're like, it, it kind of opens up a kind of, it seems that the use of masks is primarily politically focused and that's i think his point is saying there's no he, he's quoted as saying in the science article that countries that have masks are not doing the best right now it's very dangerous to try and believe that masks are a silver bullet and i think that's probably true yeah uh, absolutely yeah. What, what what do you what do you think well there's two things i want to say about sweden because obviously i've got my in-laws are swedish my wife's yeah. swedish first of all if you compare them with denmark norway finland they're doing much worse or they had done initially so they lo all locked down about the same time. Sweden did have the common misconception is Sweden didn't lock down. It did lock down, but they just had voluntary rules. And life has changed a lot in Sweden. People act differently. They behave differently. There's a, a huge drop in travel. People don't go to work anymore. Yeah. So yeah. that's the first misconception people use. Having said that, Denmark, Norway and everyone else did better because they did do proper lockdowns. So that's the first thing to consider. I think the second thing to consider is that they've got a totally different society and way of life. You couldn't do in Sweden, you couldn't do in Britain what they do in Sweden. You couldn't say, right, everyone just be good, be nice, <laughs> stay apart, right? If, if you go to Sweden, people are totally, they, they live in a different way. Explain. You know, they, Explain. You, you well, mean... first of all, the population density, even in the cities, which of which there are very few, is pretty low. There's a much yeah. higher number of people who live alone, who live in small groups. There's much lower levels of intergenerational households, right? Mm. So all of these are red flags as far as COVID transmission is, is seen. In Stockholm, generally there, there are much higher rates of transmission because there are much more intergenerational households. And that's really... The main difference and that's probably why there was such a big increase in sweden i think the key thing is what works for one country like what works for sweden doesn't necessarily work here so people who say let's just do what sweden does they're talking absolute crap 
you know, they do not, I do not think they know what they're talking about. No, I agree. I, I think it's perfectly fair. I mean, there's certainly culture is a big, is a big part of, you know, it's countries that, you know, that kind of value kind of independence versus value the kind of good of the whole have actually done kind of pretty poorly in on the kind of global scales in you know, countries like, I don't know, um, uh, uh, South Korea, for instance, did fantastically well. Um, yeah. They've got very kind of you know, uh, conform, they've got a society that cares about the whole rather than the individual. And I think, I, I agree. I mean, the, the mask one's an interesting one because it certainly does feel that like it's now being used as a way to kind of demonize people for not for not taking yeah. the, uh, it's two, two aspects of it. One is to demonize people for not taking it too seriously. And the other, the flip side is, is that people are using this as some kind of banner, again, rivaling against the kind of the, the incredible, or, or, you know, autocratic government coming in and telling them what to do. And I think, I think you know, I, I mean, I don't think, um, my personal view is I don't probably think it does that much, but it's not going to hurt. So maybe your maybe your uh, mask in the back of your jeans might hurt a bit more, Nick. But maybe maybe I'll buy you some disposable ones so you can uh, so you can use them and get rid of them. I think it's a good um, logical step to take. So I I don't think we should all take our masks off. I don't know. But it's interesting that someone as as um, kind of prominent as this is actually writing this uh, down uh, in the you know in the uh, in the uh, scientific literature and also. Uh, sending letters directly to the European, the the ECDC, the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control. Yeah, well, I I don't know what his argument is because I've not read it, but if it gives people a false sense of security and it could increase transmission, who knows? I don't know. Maybe he's right. 